The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. We're bracing for the powerful wind, the severe weather, not just here in Western New York, but throughout the state, really throughout the Northeast. Governor Kathy Hochul said they're pre-positioning power crews to be ready. Wind gusts could be as high as 70 miles an hour, especially off of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. That's nearly as strong as a Category 1 hurricane. That could lead to widespread power outages from power lines or trees that fall from the wind. The storm could also be a busy day for a lot of power workers and tree removal services. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. National Grid's Ken Kajawa says the utility is getting help in dealing with this high wind warning. In addition to National Grid crews, we are bringing in additional contractor crews uh, that will be staged in western New York prior to the windstorm so that we can respond to power outages as quickly and as safely as possible. Winds are coming out of the southeast instead of the southwest, something Steve Essler of AJ's Tree Services says could leave trees in open space more vulnerable to being toppled. When you see trees that are standing alone in the yard where they're used to taking a a west-southwest wind around here, they've kind of built up that strength and all their, from their roots all the way up their trunk and their branches are used to taking that kind, those kind of forces. But then if you were to switch around that wind direction, certainly there's more risk when you have the same wind velocities, the different direction that they're not used to could cause some problems. NYSEG's Alexis Arnold says crews will be ready no matter which way the wind blows. While the trees may respond differently, a downed limb is a downed limb or a downed tree is a downed tree. So that doesn't um, change how our crews respond. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you. Well, due to the wind, Erie County Executive Mark Polenkar is issuing a travel advisory for all of Erie County. That begins at 9 a.m. It's in addition to uh, what is a ban on empty tractor trailers on a lot of routes throughout western New York starting at 10 a.m. That includes on the Skyway, the 219, 400, 290, all have a ban on empty tractor trailers. Well, Bills and Steelers are set to go Sunday in Orchard Park. The big playoff matchup, a bonus for the many stadium area bars and restaurants that didn't know until late Sunday night that they'd get at least one more home game bump in business. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with more. While things looked bleak when it came to the potential of playoffs for the Buffalo Bills just six weeks ago, a five-game winning streak helped the team vault back into the postseason and win another AFC's title. While many Bills fans are fortunate to see teams having to come through Buffalo this postseason, local businesses around Highmark Stadium are also excited to have at least another weekend of business stroll through Orchard Park. It's like Christmas came again. It's a gift. We were so excited, especially with the way the season was halfway through. We were like, uh, probably not going to see a postseason game. And this, you can imagine, it's just such a bonus. That's Peggy Cerrone, owner of O'Neill Stadium Inn on the corner of Abbott Road and Southwestern Boulevard. Another added bonus for Sunday's playoff game is Western New York will welcome a Steelers fan base that, like Bill's Mafia, is extremely loyal to their team. They're going to travel. It was just like Dallas. Dallas traveled here. There was a billion Dallas fans. So this 
is what's going to happen with this game. You're going to have a lot of out-of-town people, and that's what we want. We want all the out-of-town people to come down here. We really do. That's Mark Ebeling, owner of Danny South at the corner of Abbott and Big Tree. While the wait for the potential of hosting playoff games this January was uncertain for some time, businesses like Prohibition 2020 across Abbott Road from O'Neill's feel they have been ready in anticipating the return of postseason football to Western New York for a fourth straight season. Here's more from operations manager Bernadette Singer. We knew that there was a chance, even though it was a slight chance. And our staff, they're so excited to work these games. They love it. We actually pull in extra people sometimes. They're just so happy to be a part of it. So yeah, we're not shy of staff at all when it comes to these games. More ahead of Sunday's Bills playoff game in Orchard Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. A Bills fan who was at the game in Miami Sunday night shot and killed near Hard Rock Stadium after the game let out. The victim and his friends were walking through traffic when a fight broke out. A suspect got out of the vehicle, fired several rounds, striking a 30-year-old man from Ontario. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The suspect remains at large, and Miami police are investigating. Michigan beat Washington 34-13 for the National College football title. Undeterred by suspensions and a sign-stealing case. They snap it and take a knee, and that'll be the last snap. ESPN's Sean McDonough in Houston. Reaction in Ann Arbor. Coach Jim Harbaugh raised the championship trophy as gold and white confetti sprayed over the top-ranked team from his alma mater. And we are the champions, Blaired. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. All right, Michigan, uh, back on top. It's been a long time yeah. uh, for that program, so good to see that. I d- have to say, I watched the first uh, play of the game. It's about as far as I got. I had to turn it off. Michigan, What's Michigan doing? They were wearing their dark, their normal dark navy blue jerseys and dark navy blue pants to go with it. Michigan, your dark blue jerseys, yellow pants. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Michigan football. Like that is what it's been for my entire life, for like a million years. That like Michigan, you're in the national championship. And they were in all blue. They're in all blue. I now I know I sound like a ridiculous old man even bringing it up, but uh, that was that was the last straw for me, Joe. These schools like to do, you know, hey, special combos for the playoffs. No, and no. The, I, I'm like I'm with you. I want the traditional uh, jersey matchups in the play, in the bowl games. It would be like when if the Bills are in the Super Bowl and they wore like blue on blue. Like, no. Well, don't put it past them. It's not the uh, it's not the jersey. The exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for any wet snow transitioning to plain rain this afternoon. Strong to high winds and temperatures rising into the mid-40s. Southeast winds increasing from 25 to 35 miles an hour with gusts close to 60, even higher gusts across the southern tier. Staying windy tonight, occasional rain showers. Winds will shift from southeast to southwest and stay up from 25 to 35 miles an hour with gusts over 60. Still windy into tomorrow with rain mixing with snow and only minor accumulations expected. Temperatures falling from the upper 30s in the morning to the low 30s by the end of the day. With the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Mary Beth Robel. Meteorologist Andy Parker is joining us this morning on WBEN. We've got a wind whip day coming up, Andy. How big a deal is this going to be for Western New York? Right out of the gate, not a problem. For most folks, this won't be an issue until later, closer to the dinner hour, let's say between 3 and 9 p.m. 
that's when people are really going to take notice of this. And we've had windy days in western New York, right? The wind blows, but this is going to be up another notch where we're approaching the levels where these winds are going to knock out power and tip over trees and break branches. And that will definitely peak everybody. You'll know when it hits, but it won't come in with a huge wall of wind this morning. It's really later on this afternoon and evening where the bigger gusts come through. So we got it almost ramping up to the big show later on tonight. Now, we've been told throughout the week, Andy, that this is maybe less so when we're talking about the damage, maybe less so because of the wind speed and more so because of the wind direction. Why is that? Yeah, wind direction and then the soggy soil. The uh, ground has not really come to a permafrost yet where it locks in. So you have a, a very, uh, anyone with a dog knows you've got muddy paws all through December. And what we have are the roots on some of the shallow trees, the pines, things like that. You get a wind coming through. They're going to be more susceptible to tipping. Now, the, the part that you just mentioned was the direction. This wind is going to come from the southeast. So it's coming from Olean and Wellsville up northward instead of along the lake. So the trees, when, as they grow, they kind of lean into the wind a little bit. They protect themselves from those stronger gusts because the prevailing wind is the other direction. So this is going to be something unusual for the trees to experience. This level of wind from that direction, that alone will allow for weaker branches to fall and could create some issues. And then, of course, the fact that anytime you're over 55, 60 miles an hour, that's where we start to see power outages occur on a more widespread basis. What areas, though, do you see as maybe most prone to the strongest gusts? Uh, hands down, it's going to be from an area of about Erie, Pennsylvania, through Silver Creek along the lake shore. So as you're driving on the 90 and you look towards the lake, but then you look the other way, you can see a ridge that goes up. We call it grape country. It's really good for growing grapes, but the elevation goes up fairly quickly. Now the winds are going to come over that ridge and drop down towards the thruway. As they do, they accelerate. So that area is going to be susceptible to the gusts in excess of 60 miles an hour. That actually could begin at around noon today. So that's the strip of western New York that is almost guaranteed to see the strongest winds. Then you go to some of the ridge tops of southern Erie County. That's going to be the second most targeted area for the big winds. And then you're going to get a lot of 50 to 60 mile an hour range winds in and around Buffalo Metro, Lancaster, Wyoming County, down into portions of the southern tier. The least affected by the big gusts are going to be areas north of Grand Island. If you get south of the escarpment up into Niagara County, that's where we'll find those wind gusts 40 to 50 miles an hour. Still a good wind, but not nearly as damaging. So hopefully a lot of the most populated areas spared from the worst of the worst of the storm. Yeah, the worst of the storm, the what we call the truck tippers, because those winds are going to be perpendicular to the thruway. So I heard that uh, you guys put out that they're shutting down truck traffic, and that's why, because in the past we've actually seen tractor trailers that aren't fully loaded completely tipped on their side as they drive the thruway. So that's the reason for that, because of the direction of the wind and the strength of the wind. All right, Andy, you're also watching possibly another storm, which could bring lake effect to parts of this area this weekend. There's a lot of interest in it because of the Bills game on Sunday. What can you tell us this far out? Yeah, this time around, we get a lot of rain today, and then we get some snow on Wednesday and Thursday, but it's very manageable. Come the weekend, we get another one of these storms coming through. They're going to come about every three days, and the one that comes in this weekend does not uh, stay as warm. 
it's going to begin maybe as a little rain, then the cold air comes sweeping in. We'll go from maybe the 40s to the 20s, and that will trigger the lake effect snow machine. So starting Saturday, you're going to get winds that are strong, not as strong as today, but they will be noticeable. And then you get some lake effect snow firing up, and you'll have these migrating bands that'll, that'll persist into Sunday. I can tell you that the weather at the game on Sunday is going to be in the 20s. No doubt. It is going to be cold, low 20s. Wind chills probably in the teens, and then the potential to have some snow in the area because obviously, as we all know, that uh, where that stadium is is one of the uh, most prone areas to picking up lake effect. It's too early at this stage. We have to get this storm out of here and then start looking at the wind profiles coming up for the weekend to start targeting and narrowing down the, we'll call it the cone of snow, you know, which communities would be under the gun. But right now, that is the stage. It is going to be a cold and windy day on Sunday. As the potential for snow is there, and we'll know more by the time we get to around Thursday and Friday. Does one storm or system impact the other? Like, does what happened today impact what we'll see over the weekend? It almost is a blinding factor. You kind of have to get one out of the way before the next one. You can really focus on the data and, and kind of believe what's happening. Um, so it's, it, it's less that this one impacts that one, but it's more that the data that we're looking at down the road is, is going to be a little more. Once you get this one out of the way, the other one begins to become clearer and it allows a better picture for us. Is there another storm behind the next one? It almost seems like there's a pitching machine out there. We are in a pattern right now where Buffalo and Western New York, we're not alone, but we are right on the storm path where these are coming. Now, if this was a colder winter and we had been locked into the cold, the storm track would be pushed further to the south. These would mostly be in the form of uh, rain, but they would carve out a path over Kentucky and then the Virginias and off to the coast. But where it is right now, because we've been kind of one foot in the rain, one foot in the snow for a while, that storm track is right over top of western New York. So, yes, we will continue to see the pitching machine of these low pressures, and they've been coming about every three days. You start to get out of one, you get a break, which will be Friday, and then all of a sudden the next one is approaching and coming through. Ugh. Okay, well, we got to deal with it. We're paying for the uh, nice weather and mild uh, winter we've had so far. Hey, Andy, uh, what's that number if uh, they want to reach you at all during this or the next storm? You got it. That is something that we uh, put out there. If anybody has travel questions, just send a text to 503-2639. Text the word weather if you don't know what to ask, and you'll get a forecast right back. If you have a question, you can just text, just like you're texting a friend, 716 716- Five zero three two six three nine. You can do it right now. You get an instant reply, and we're going to get Western New York through all of these pitching machine storms that are going to come through over the next few days. All right, Andy. Thanks. We appreciate it. You got it. Meteorologist Andy Parker here on WBen. That's the WBen All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBen Newsroom.